welcome to the first ever episode of I'm uh, just pissed for some laughing of drunk football. Right. <laughs> <Yay>. right. <laughs> <laughs> you like the intro. <laughs> I'm keeping on going. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna include this as all of it. All right. Welcome to the first episode of Drunk Football. We are including what just happened. Um, no. So basically, it's a twist on a normal podcast. You know, drunk history is a thing. So why not drunk football? Us uh, talking about football. Got our drinks with us, um, yeah, and we're just gonna we're just gonna chat and ramble on about on the hot topics at the minute, the Euro summer transfer window, and of course the issue of Tottenham. So might as well start the with the issue. Oh, there's plenty of issues. There's plenty of plenty issues, issues over at Tottenham. Tottenham. Plenty of issues at Tottenham. We'll start with you though, Kieran, with the Tottenham thing. Conte oh. looks like the lead, you know, lead runner for the Tottenham job. Is that something you'd like to see? I mean, he's just off the back one oh, in Come Syria. on, why not? Oh, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. <laughs> Look at him, he's but happy. That's, that's the problem, is it's that appointment is too good to be true. Genuinely. Oh, that's what I'm worried about. Is it's worried about his Wi-Fi. That's what he's The, the Hotspurs, <laughs> Levy in particular, it's, it's just... <laughs> mate, I wish it was better. I really do. But uh, there's not much <laughs> I can do. It, there's, a, there's a history of just getting things so far and then it just going wrong. But Conte would be a fantastic appointment, you know, considering the names we had been linked with. But, I mean, it's been about two months now, to be honest, and I'm just getting a bit bored, and I would actually like someone in. Um, because it's a bit worrying, not going to lie, you know, having no manager. The Poch rumours, well, not even rumours, it was pretty concrete, was, was the dream. But PSG seem as though they're pretty reluctant to let him go. Understandably, he's only joined in January. I'd love to see Con, Con, Conti, man. Really, really would love you, him. You say, it, you say it's worrying. For me, the fact that it's been two months or whatever, yeah, you can say it could be a negative thing, but I take it as a positive. You know, they're, they're clearly trying to find a perfect fit for the club. They haven't got a clue. They've it's, had it's, longer I than that, haven't Because Ryan Mason was never you'd think that. Yeah, I can understand why you think that they're, they're just taking their time with the right appointment. But we've literally been all over Ten Hag. That went balls up. All over Poch. Mm, Conte. Now that's like yeah, fast-tracked. And even that's looking you, a bit broken. You don't know. Come on. I know, I'm not slagging off journalists here because we are journalists ourselves. But you don't know that any of this is true, necessarily. It's just been, you know, reported on by... Mate, if, it, it's Daniel Levy. It's Daniel Levy. If they've had four months though, already. That's that. The man, the man loves a bargain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> not saying that, but personally, I wouldn't take all that as a negative. There's nothing worse than just sacking manager and rushing him for the next one. They're taking their time. And let's be honest, if they had signed the manager straight after he, um, Jose was sacked, you know, Conte would still be in a job, so he wouldn't even be in the question. So if you think about it, taking this time, and if you do get Conte, it's a great situation to have been in. So I, like, think, I think that's I think it thing, is great. Sorry, you, you go, you go Karen. You're the, you're the Tottenham fan. You, you go, you go. Okay. okay. Uh, well, that, that's <laughs> the thing. Is Daniel Levy and, and Steve Hitchin, they will cock up, but something will go in their favour where it looks as though it's a brilliant deal. Like, it looked as though we weren't going to sign the Celso the season before last because we just couldn't agree on a price. Eventually... It was so apparent it was going to happen. We loaned him for half the season and then bought him for 10 million less than what we were going to buy him for. 
he held out with other players like Ndombele. And that's the thing. It just seems like everything does somewhat go in his favour eventually. But I don't know. I just, I just, I'm not, I'm not convinced by it at all. And if, if Conte isn't appointed, I'm going to be extremely disappointed because it looked as though everything was there. And, and now it's just, we've had a few problems with background staff and salary and the immediate future of the club. And that's kind of where it's falling short of it. So it's, it's like we went about 10 steps forward. And now we've gone kind of three back. And it looks as though it's further away from happening than what it once was, which is why it's a bit worrying. For me, I think from an outside perspective, obviously not as a Tottenham fan, I think you're in a... I would be happy right now because it went from Jose leaving to, you know, Ryan May's coming to Kane apparently wanting to leave. Now to Poch and Conte being rumoured to Kane wanting to stay, maybe, if you get one of those managers in. It's gone from being managerless and losing your star player to getting a quality manager in and keeping one of the best strikers, if not the best striker in the we world. Don't have him yet. We don't have him yet. And no, that's no, the problem. We don't have him, but you could do. We could have anyone. Yeah, but could, could, might, what, should, you know, it doesn't matter. He's not signed on, he's not. Yeah, but a month ago, a month ago, you weren't linked with Fulham manager, Brighton manager. Now you're linked with a Serie A winning manager and your captain's going to stay, maybe. Like, surely there's something going on here. 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 Like, surely this is positive. Like, you're moving oh, in the right direction. Captain. I'll be honest. If if my club spent four months looking for a manager and still hadn't at least made a concerted attempt to bring in one, I would not be happy. Tottenham should have had a shortlist of managers as mm. soon as, about a week or two after Mourinho left. And if Conte wasn't on that, then so yeah. be it. But I, I, I'll be honest, I don't think Conte's going to go to Spurs. I think the problem is going to be, he's Conte hates, like, tough owners. He left Chelsea very quickly after falling out with Abramovich. He left Inter after falling out with their own. God knows how he's going to survive. He doesn't like as well. He, he's very much a player that, it, manager who's going to be one, two players away from immediate success. If you watch Spurs at the end of the last season, it's, it's, it's not good. It is a bit <laughs> roping. Yeah, but I think he's taken a bad team and he's not, he's going to hate the fact that he's not going to get that much money to work with. He'll get some money, but not as much money as Conte wants. Conte's one of those, if you don't give him what he wants, he's fine. He'll just dip. But where else will he go? Like, let's be legit. He can, he's, I mean, he's got enough money to not go anywhere and wait he, out for a year and go somewhere else. That's not the thing with managers, is it? The managers like to be in the game. And that, on the back of winning a title, winning season, personally, I don't think he's not going to... I think he's going to want to be in a job as soon as possible. I think, like, you know, he's got that momentum. He's got that sort of... You know, <laughs> behind him. I think, I think he's going to... I can see him going top. I really can. I think if Levy gives in to him, then, yeah, cool. Then he will go top now. But if Levy, if Levy stays how he has been with previous managers like Poch and, and those those types, Mourinho even to an extent, has to be back. Not it's not going to happen because Conte cannot stand strict owners. I'm not. I'm not, has like, I'm not denying that. I think it's the case of he will go Spurs. Will he stay at Spurs? Is, is it's going to be short term? It is short term. Yeah, Conte uh, wins leagues and goes home. Like that's what Conte. They're does. trying to convince him that he's going to be the leader of this rebuild and I don't think he's there for that at all I don't think he has the patience for a rebuild really I mean if you're getting a rebuild it, you, the type of manager you look for is different because Conte's a, not a mercenary but he's someone that comes in short term he'll win Go kind of like Mourinho was you know back yeah, in the day he's, he's a modern day Mourinho yeah <laughs> he's, he's a, a season or two and then he dips that's why Poch was the dream yeah he's the type of manager you want and <laughs> And part of me even says like Graham Potter would be kind of good for that because he's patient, he gives chances. It depends how serious Tottenham are with the rebuilding idea and they're not just going to trade off kind of Harry Kane and 
having him and, and Sun Hung Min and a bunch of average players kind of behind him. So it, mm. it depends how Levy really feels about Tottenham's ambitions, where he just wants to keep plodding along. He really wants to grow the club. But the good, the positive news is that director of football, I can't remember his name, but the Italian director of football is going to uh, sign regardless. Fabio Patrici? Patrici? Yeah, so Patrici, I think that's right. But he's going to sign regardless. That's so at least Tottenham have that person at the top. Kind of, you know, how United have been calling out for a director of football for years. Tottenham are getting that man that is going to and lead the charge. And... We have got one now. <laughs> it's someone. <laughs> you got yeah. someone. My, my talk, my talk, whatever it's called. But we, we have got one. The thing with me is, with Tottenham is, I, you're on about a rebuild. I personally can't see Tottenham having the rebuild they need until Kane goes. Kane is going to leave Tottenham at one time or another, whether it's this season, next season, or season after. And whatever rebuild you do, if Kane is still there now, and then you do a rebuild this season and he leaves next season, your rebuild meant nothing because your entire team and your pivotal play is gone. You, you need Kane to go and rebuild, or you just need to you know, make the signs to tweak that team because a rebuild with Kane still there for him to leave 12 months later is pointless. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. It, it's... It's one of two things, though. You, you need to bring in a manager who's going to have the patience as well to do that rebuild, which I don't think Conte necessarily has. And if, if you say as well, you know, I, I, I agree with, with the Kane situation because if he doesn't go this summer, it's literally going to be you have to win something this year. And, you know, chances are unlikely, let's be honest, because a lot of that, a lot of that squad, in my opinion, think they're better than they are. And that's where the problem lies. The Deadwood is... So, so apparent. I mean, look at that Chelsea team, what Tuchel's done. The team, the players that were on the bench, not even in the squad, they look as though they're part of the squad, part of the unit, part of the team, and they're okay being bench warmers or not even in the squad at the time because they just they understand the philosophy and they understand the emotions of all of it. it you know, I, I don't get that feeling with Spurs. I feel like it's 11 players, well, three, four players that start definitely and have to, and then you've just got kind of six, seven others who are just kind of there. So it, it needs a big Deadwood trim, and I don't know if Conti is the man to do that necessarily. It you feels know? like a similar, sorry, it feels like a similar situation to kind of Barcelona, really, in a way, because they're, they're a club that recruitment has been mm. awful. They're kind of, it's like they're kind of waiting for Messi to leave, but they can't just force it out, obviously, because Messi's their best player. So in a similar situation, obviously, Barca is still doing a lot better than, than Tottenham are, but it's that similar thing where the star man is so important, almost too important to the club that nothing can start until he is no longer there. And that, that's kind of what I see with Tottenham. You, what are you going to say? No, before I go on to my point, I've said for like the last week to so many different people right now, you've got to, but at the same time, you don't feel sorry for Suarez. He won the league, but he was released because he was too old. They've, they're going to, they've signed Aguero. And they look like they're going to start, <laughs> sign Ronaldo. Like, too old and they go and sign plays in their 30s. Like, he's yeah. got so mugged off and so happy with himself that he's gone and won the league. The but- Ronaldo signing makes sense, but the, the Aguero one doesn't to me. I, I, I know he wants to play with Messi and, and be playing with his, with his guys and that, but he doesn't, he doesn't look great. Ronaldo is a player that can still do it and he's got a good relationship with the manager, um, Coleman. That's the only reason I can see that happening. But yeah, Barca need a whole re- Their yeah, recruitment has been so short. Ability aside there... Suarez was so good. They, they, he deserved loyalty from that board. He was, you know, a part of probably the best, one of the best trios that, you know, football's ever seen. And, then and the best could, duos, duos in the Premier League yeah, as well. And they cook, they cook him, don't cook him, they kick him to the sides because apparently he's too old. And then they go inside a player, what, his age, older? I don't know. Basically yeah. the same age as him. 
just because, you know, he's friends with Messi, he's got to be feeling really, really mugged off right now. Sure, he's feeling all right with with the with the trophy in in his hands. But he, I saw a stat. He's I can't remember what number it was, but he's got the second and most amount of assists in like football history or something, or something, or the league history or something like that. Just um, below Ronaldo. I mean, Suarez is. I mean, regardless of Suarez, the human being, the not so nice human being that he is, he's an incredible footballer and just one of the best. Obviously, former Liverpool player was so good for us, and controversy was kind of ruined him as a human. But you had to still appreciate. It. How good that that footballer was, and I mean, I'd love him, but I'd love him back at Liverpool. I'd be with him back at Liverpool. That'd be brilliant. It's going on to what I was going to say. You talked about rebuilds. Let's talk about the summer transfer window and one rebuild in particular, or not rebuild, dead wood. Man City, obviously. Uh, Nathan, you wrote about it earlier on this week, but they're mm-hmm. they're rumored to be, you know, getting rid of some big players, a big, a big, you know, summer ahead for Man City and all teams in the Premier League, but. I can't believe the fact that Man City could be looking to sell, you know, the likes of Laporte, who are in, like, you know, was meant to be the best centre back or second best centre back in the league last year, and also Sterling, player that was so crucial to the team. Like, it, it just confuses me that the fact that these players could be leaving Man City. I know they want first team football, and that's understandable, but it's it's just crazy that like, the it's depth they've got to sell them players. Man City's debt. Man City's dead wood could probably get into most Premier League teams. It's crazy. I still think the Porte should start for Man City, to be honest. I think he should start head of Stones, yeah, firstly absolutely. for me, next to Diaz. Um, Sterling, I st- you know, Sterling has his critics, but I think he's class. Um, I mean, he obviously couldn't come back to Liverpool because of the history, but I'd take him. Um, and then, you know, Mares, Mares is sick. I'd love Mares at any, any club in the Premier League because he's just really good. Amari, Bernardo Silva was a new one as well. Bernardo Silva was crazy good. Amari me though because Mahrez kind of came into his own for me this season. This is the best season he's had personally at Manchester City. You know, he's played a lot more than I think most expected to him of when he joined Man City, especially this season. And he's been very, very good for Man City. I think he's been sort of like He's been important in the Champions League as well. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, he's been one of the most important players for Man City, I think, in the shadows that most people give him, you know, credit for. And now all of a sudden he's looking to leave because, you know, he doesn't feel like he's needed there. Like, he's one of their best players, in my opinion. His ability is so underrated. But like, you can talk about the likes of Kante and leave him Leicester and doing really well. Mares, yeah, okay, he's not the same ability as Kante and sort of his work and stuff like this, but he has gone into a squad full of talent and he has still proven that he's a quality, quality player. That is hard. That is so hard to do. Are they trying to fund the Harry Kane deal? Is that what they're trying to do? Harry Kane and Jack Grealish, are they trying to fund that by sending off these players? I don't think they can sell players from them. I mean, I know they couldn't afford it, but are they just trying to clear yeah, some space? I mean, Kieran, would you... If, if I mean, if you were Daniel Levy and he said, right, Jesus Mares for Kane, and maybe like 20, 30 million or 20 million on top, what are you saying to that? I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't. That's the thing, is I would not sell Kane for any... I think he's priceless, but when there's so much desire on one side to not be at the club, you kind of have to be like... Like what Bale, what happened with Bale, it was so apparent he was going to leave. It's just, we just have to... You just have to let him go, you know? I, I um, you Set him free if you love him. But not for that. Not for yeah, that. No, but I've seen Tottenham are, are, are interested in Jesus. That's the player they want. Like from Jeremy, anytime I see Tottenham's name, is they what, want what, Jesus. So, Jesus is not Jesus in my. He's not even overrated. He's just not a starting. He's not a starting top six Premier League striker in my opinion. He's great. Give yeah, Tottenham aren't in the top. No six. No denying that, but he's not the starting striker or the replacement for Kane. 
that Tottenham needs. He's a good player. Oh, yeah. He's a good player, but he's uh, not going to win you the league. He's not a well, league. Yeah, let's, let's be real. Tottenham aren't going to replace Kane. That's impossible. You can't replace the best yeah, no, no, true, 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 true. I agree there, but they can do better than Jesus. Like, yeah, he could start for West Ham. He can be like, but he's not a starting player for Tottenham. And I know Tottenham aren't, you know, going to win the league next season necessarily. All right, just watch this age really badly. But, uh, uh, Kieran would love that to age badly. But anyway, but I don't don't think he's the right man to place him. If I was Tottenham right now, I'd say take Mares and 50 million, but not both those players and 20 million. (laughs) I I do worry about that, though, because the last time it was a straight money deal, it was we bought eight players, all Premier League unproven. And the only one that's left is Lamella. And the only really good buy out of it was Ericsson. You know, we bought a lot of dead wood with the money. So I think what we have to do this time is if we do sell him, you have to replace him with already quality players. You know, and I, I, Jesus, I think, has been hard done by this year a little bit. In that, with there being no Aguero, Guardiola seems to opt for playing kind of a false nine as such. But And yes, it has worked, but I do still think he's a very good striker. You know, and I think in certain teams, he, he would be, he's that sort of poacher that you need or want. Tottenham would have to change their entire attacking play style if Jesus was brought in because he's not going to give you the same service as Kane. He's not that hold-up man, assist man. He's going to run in behind. He's going to get in the six-yard box. That's just how it is. And I think, like you said, I th- you, you struggle to replace Kane's goals regardless, but you'd struggle to replace him as an overall player, like in midfield, in defence, in attack, just everything. So what we have to do is we need to work out with the players we have who is going to be best suited to what we want to do, whether it's someone who's a target man, someone who likes to run in behind, someone who's a poacher. And, you know, I, I worry, that's where I worry, because I feel like if you get that decision wrong and you spend big, then it it costs you for years to come. And that's kind of what happened with the bail money till we managed to bring in, you know, the likes of Deli Ali, Son and Ericsson started to thrive with those players. Kane coming through the academy, Dembele and Wanyama being brought in as well and thriving. And, you know, I think it's going to take a few years regardless. And I feel like we already knew that. But I do worry for the, like, for the short term and the long term, especially with the people that are making the decision, which is why this manager appointment for Spurs needs to be the right one. It can't be wrong because it will not only affect the club this season, but it will affect the club for the next five years, I think. I, I just want to say, what you said there, I completely agree with. But alarm, alarm bells surely should be ringing in your head. You're on about Gabriel Jesus. You said he wouldn't fit the system at Tottenham. He wouldn't. But alarm bells must be ringing if a manager of the quality of Pep, minus his stupidity in the Champions League final, a manager of his quality, you lose your starting striker. You turn not even to your second striker. You decide to not play a striker and play the players you've got. And now that person's are meant to lead the line in in replace Kane. No, that's alarm bells there. If he can't even be the backup striker to Aguero and they prefer to put a cam or a winger in front of him, he's not going to replace Kane. It's the wrong move. You I'm, don't add I him mean, in the place of it. He's not going to replace Kane, though. Like, you can't yeah. replace him. No, no, but he's not. You have to replace him. Not replace him, but you have to replace him. I just think that's the wrong way. Just yeah, one, yeah. I, I get the, the one, manager, the, but, the, there's the, only so many strikers available. 
There's, there's, there's strong. Well, we've seen Pep's decision. He, trust, he trusted Gundogan to play in the deep lying role in the most in the biggest game of his Man City career, and he balls that up. So I mean, well, like, I'm on who? You're, you're now you're now putting Pep Guardiola's entire reputation down to one mistake in a final. Yeah, it was ludicrous. But we can talk about so many mistakes from so many managers right now. Gabriel Jesus, in my mind, is not the right person to replace Harry Kane. And no, no one will replace him, but someone has to actually replace him. And he is just not the right decision. Mm. But, I mean, I, I think I personally. What were you going to say? Just because I'm at, like, I, know, I don't particularly think Jesus is the world's greatest striker, but I'm prepared to give him the benefit of the doubt because just because one manager, as, regardless of how good that manager is, doesn't rate someone, doesn't mean the other manager. We've seen it plenty of times where one manager doesn't fancy it. And then, they, you know, Mourinho didn't rate Salah. And then Salah went and, and, you know, he didn't rate De Bruyne, you know. So you see that if one manager doesn't feel a certain way, but if another manager can get the best out of Jesus, then what they will get is a fantastic footballer. But it's all about that relationship with the manager. And, and so if Jesus came in, and, and I think unless you're going to look for someone unproven, and I'm not sure if that's always been Tottenham's best route with players, that, that's more of the, on their recruitment um, side of things. Because, I mean, Vinicius hasn't done anything. So I'd just be worried. I wouldn't trust Tottenham to sign someone that has come from outside the Premier League that has no quality, no, no proven quality in the Premier League, whereas Jesus at least has some. I mean, Martial is the other one who's been linked with Tottenham. But again, you're kind of getting a similar deal with, with the Jesus thing, not particularly clinical strikers. I agree with you in the fact that, you know, managers have been able to turn players that other managers don't like into quality, quality players. And obviously Chelsea are renowned for letting go players that turn into great players. But we're talking about Jose Mourinho letting these players go. These aren't the players Pep Guardiola lets go. Pep Guardiola knows talent. Pep Guardiola knows... But he didn't let go of, like, Eto'o. A very good strikers before. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no. One yeah. Of Eto- Gabriel Jesus is no Eto'o. He's a no Eto'o. He's a great player. I'm not going to lie. He's a great player. But he's not, in my mind, the man for Tottenham. But... But who is them? That's the thing. You 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 have I to do. you have to take someone. You do you do. And I, Andre I, I, Silva, I, but I don't think you could get him. I'm not. I I'm not the man to say this, but enough on Tottenham. I'm pretty sure Nathan's got some questions for us, which we're going to absolutely flop at. So uh, let's get to his right. questions. Right. So welcome to our first sort of quiz game for for this episode. It's kind of like Mastermind, if you guys have seen that. Obviously, it's a, it's a staple British TV show. You have a certain amount of time. You've got to answer a certain amount of questions. In that time, whoever gets the most wins. This is going to be based on club football knowledge. So, Ollie supports Manchester United. Kieran supports Tottenham. The loser. And Because so, this is drunk football, we're going to incorporate a little bit of drinking into it as well. So, every question you get wrong is a swig. Three wrong answers is a down of your drink. So, we might have to get to see um, Kieran Ollie down their drink. And obviously... You weren't oh, there for this, but wait, wait. before you where you say down it, we're just gonna do a whole new pint, all right? A whole new pint. <laughs> you are down a whole new pint, so you can't just be swinging on there. Also, I'm gonna say you say it's like mastermind. The clear difference is we have idiots being the ones actually answering the questions. <laughs> <laughs> rather, Idiot than, rather than people actually with uh, with some intelligence on it. So you know, we did a little bit before this where he's playing a card game, higher or lower, whoever got it right. And let's just say, Ollie and Kieran were down a lot of points before that. I was getting <laughs> quite lucky because I was getting them right. But, I mean, we'll get into this. So, for, again, if you want to kind of join in at home, I don't know if you want to think of the answers. I'm nervous for many, Ollie. <laughs> tell us how many you got in these, especially if you're a Man United fan or a Tottenham fan. But once this two-minute timer starts, 
all these questions start. So I'm going to say... Away! I just want to say, I'm sorry for Man United. I'm sorry to all Man United fans. And I'm sorry to my <laughs> fans for watching uh, for the disappointments that you're going to see. I don't do well under pressure and I don't do well without pressure. So this is a com- combination that we don't want to see. <laughs> so just so when you, if you say the answer and it's correct, I'll say correct. If it's wrong, I'll say wrong. You can pass if you don't know. I want to move on to another one. So we'll see how many. I'll count how many you got right on can this I, hand. So. Can I come back to the past ones if I don't? No. Know. Once you pass, it is past. You've gone past. You cannot carry on. Right. I'm a bit nervous to even read the questions. Right. Wait. So are if you, you ready? If you say pass. If you say pass, does that technically not count as a wrong answer? No, that's a wrong answer. I mean, it's okay. incorrect. It's oh, yeah, you're point in saying pass. <laughs> pass. Okay, that's a point. No. Right. <laughs> right. So, Ollie, are you ready? No. Right. Three, two, one. Right, which player took Cristiano Ronaldo's number seven shirt after he left? Di Maria. No, I don't know. No, incorrect. The players who progressed to the Manchester United first team under Matt Busby were known as what? Busby Babes. Correct. What player holds the record of appearances for Manchester United? Wayne Rooney? Incorrect. Two stands at Old Trafford were named after which people? Two stands. Um, no, I know these. I know these. I know these. I literally know these in my head right now. Say uh, it then. Bobby Charlton. Is that one? You get you get you get the point for naming both. Bobby Charlton and Matt Busby. Incorrect. That's Which what team? Is. What team did the fan Eric Cantona karate kick support? So that uh, or Eric Cantona. Correct. Who knocked Manchester United out of the 2018-19 Champions League? 18, 2018. I haven't got a clue. I'm feeling the nerves here. You've got a bit of time. You've only got one more question. If Ollie doesn't get that right, can I say my guess? Afterwards, I'll let you have a go. 2018 Champions League. PSG? Incorrect. What was Manchester United's last game before the COVID-19 pandemic and what was the score? Uh, Manchester Derby won it. And what was the score? 2-1. Incorrect. I knew it was Michael. So we got it done. So Ollie got two. Was it Michael? Ka- did Michael Carrick have the most appearances? No. So Kieran. So which player took Ronaldo's number seven after he left? Do you have a, do you have a guess for that? It's No, it's Michael Owen. Oh, Michael Owen. Do you know what the most annoying thing is? I said Dean Maria and I was like, well, that's years later. Why have I said that? <laughs> I said Mike. it. That's like a stupid answer. Busby Babes was correct. What player holds the record amount of appearances? Don't have a Kieran. Rio. It was Ryan Giggs, one of the biggest uh, idiot, one of the biggest uh, horrible people in football, but it was Ryan Giggs holds the most of 900 odd or so. <laughs> um, the, the two stands were named after oh. Sir Bobby Charlton and Sir Alex. Sir Alex, of course. Got to be named Sir Alex. After... Crystal Palace was right. The team that knocked Manchester United out of the 2018-19 Champions League? Sevilla. Incorrect. It oh. was Barcelona. It was after you beat, you beat oh, yeah. PSG. After PSG. You, know, you, you, you want to know what, though? Do you know what? I can remember playing PSG and I was like, maybe it's them. My backup was Sevilla and then my third option was Barca. 
you beat PSG. It was that Marcus Rashford penalty with um, all that what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the last one, the Man United last game, was Manchester City. I knew it you was won two, City. You won 2 0. You didn't concede. Have some I more knew, faith in your team. I knew team. it was 2 something. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, okay, I did pretty crap. But my answers weren't far off. That is, I, I apologise. I know I already apologised before I even did it, but I'd like to apologise. So now. You just want to drink more. <laughs> so, yeah, so Oli Ollie will down his drink, but not until Kieran's had his go. So your score is two to beat, Kieran, and, and I'm looking at some of these, and I think you, I think you should know some of these. But I did say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Yeah, but I, I just want to say, I want to say first of all, I know Di Maria was a stupid shout. It was years later. That was the first question that I put. <laughs> the other ones, I have nothing to say. All right. So, Kieran, <laughs> are you ready? Nope. But yeah, come on. All right, three, two, one, zero. Who did Deli Ali score his goal of the season winning goal against in 2015-16? Crystal Palace. Correct. Who was the last player to finish as Spurs' top goal scorer other than Harry Kane? Jermaine Defoe. Incorrect. Only one Honduran has ever played Premier League football for Spurs. Who? Wilson Palacios. Correct. What year were Tottenham founded? 1882. Correct. How many community shields have Tottenham won? Three. Incorrect. What was Spurs' last game before the COVID-19 pandemic and what was the score? Is it any, any division? Or it could any be anything. Competition? What was your last um, game before COVID? Okay, I think it was Champions League RB Leipzig where they won 3-0. Incorrect. What club did Spurs purchase one Foyt from? I mean, Kim, you've got a minute to think about this. Um, is this the last one? And, you, and you've already won. So you... oh, oh, that's good then. Yeah, but you can still down a pint. Yeah, you still, you still got, unfortunately, you've still got three wrong. Which means you have to down a pint regardless of your, your win here. Oh. But I mean, if you, want, if you want to finish this quick. Uh, I, I, uh, it's probably some Argentinian team, but I don't know any Argentinian team. Have a swing at an Argentinian team. You must know. Buenos Aires. No, incorrect. Right, so Ollie, you've got any swings at them? Two that could be. Top goal scorer other than Harry Kane? Crouch, I don't know. No, it was Emmanuel by all. I was honestly, <sighs> I was honestly about to say, I, and then I went, no, Crouch. I'm not even lying, I was about to say him. The Honduran one was right, founder was right. Community Shield, Ollie, how many do you reckon? Just a swing. Four? Seven. So Tottenham prolific Ooh. in that competition. Their last game before, last game before the COVID pandemic. I ain't got a I was, Kieran got the wrong competition. It was the Premier League. It was a one-all draw versus Burnley. Oh, I should have known that. And, and the club that um, Spurs purchased one Foy from was a Estudiantes in the Argentinian League. So yeah, the Argentinian club was right, but I tried to, tried to make it a little difficult. We're going to stop the share there, so we'll go back to us four. Us three, four. <laughs> we'll be joined by your drinks very soon. <laughs> so, so have to get into that. So I don't know if we're going to fast-forward this little compilation here. Oh, now we're going to see us pouring the drinks down in the drink. I just... I what believe you. I am just going to check. I mean, I might have only looked at the Premier League pictures. That if, might it, be if, if I've got that right... If it is, let me, I'll check as well. You how can many see my screen up. I, no, I, I think... I, when you said it, though, I'm pretty sure you were right. How many questions did you get wrong, though? Foy? You Go got four, four wrong. Four wrong, three right. And you might have only two right. Well, two wrong. Wait, no. If he had four wrong and t- three right, that's three wrong. 
Yeah, well, we'll have to see here. Yeah, but so he drinks whatever. Nathan, yeah, it, it, no was RB, it was RB Leipzig. Oh. So he still drinks. He's still got three. No, because I, that would mean I've got four, right? Well, no. Yeah, but, from what Nathan just said, Nathan went, you had four wrong, three right. That yeah, was, he was right. Yeah, so it, was, it would swap to four right, three wrong. Yeah, but it's only Which still means a drink. drink. Still means a drink, unfortunately. Three was it's to... It's only three to drink. Three was so to drink. You have to drink. So despite my mistakes, Shit. I apologise for that. <laughs> but... How can we trust the quiz master if he gets that wrong? I reckon we just void uh, this. No, I think, oh, I think three wrong. I was, I was letting you. I was giving it harsh, and it should have been. But you were still very much. Let me get. Mind. Let me get. Let me grab a glass. Then I, I don't have a glass. I was just can like. I, say, can I show it's full by like pouring a bit when it's? No, that, no we know it's full. Can we trust it? That's, <laughs> that's, that's advertisement. I just like to say that our other ciders out there that aren't. Um, other side of the bed. There's more. There's more manlier drinks available than cider. I'd also like we to say that we are students, um, hence the tourists from Audi. Yeah, and we're also all from Devon, therefore cider is the chosen drink, not beer <laughs> or lager. Like, all over my laptop. I figured out that Northerners really like beer, lager and ale, from my experience, in, in, in a Midlands area full of Northerners, which is dark. Right, Nathan, right. you, can shut, you can shut up now, man. Yeah, <laughs> this is what people want to see. I, I, you're not going to be talking, so I can just provide the entertainment all right, wait, on, wait. Kieran. I thought you got a glass. I thought you were having a glass. No, Kieran's Would drink you want me to still get a glass? I'd no, like, no, yeah, just... I'd like, no, no, no. I want to see him. I want to see this. Uh, no, you better edit this then. <sighs> you better edit this then, Ollie, okay, right. I'm going to speed this up from now on. Yeah. I just want to say, I did say prior to this uh, quiz taking place that what we have to down is a full pint. So you have to pull, pull, pour more into that glass. Yeah, can I get another one then? Look at this. Fill up I'll my house this party. up as well. <laughs> We're back. We're back. We're, we're back. back. Ever. I'm looking forward. Yeah. I'm, I don't know why. I just, I just, I can't see. Kieran, how, how many long do you reckon you'll be able to do this in? Minutes or how many steps? <laughs> no, I meant seconds. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. Okay, I'm going to do a disclaimer. All um, I'm because... say, the perfect time for you to freeze so that we didn't have to hear the tragic amount of time that you say. <laughs> I don't want to give a time. I'm just going to do a disclaimer of I am terrible at downing. I'm terrible and, at like drinking. Me and like, Kieran are a bit like Roy Hodgson at Liverpool. We don't know what to do with downing. We're not very good at it. We we do struggle with it. So Yeah, he he's like Tony Mowbray. He knows what to do with downing, but we don't have a clue. So, you know, just get it down <laughs> quickly because we're going to be here for a while. It's me or you. Oh, come on. We're going to be here for a while anyway. Up to uh, being crap about our knowledge of our own teams. What do you mean? I got I got a decent amount wrong. Right. You got three wrong. You got yeah. Five wrong. Cheers. Cheers. Fast forward in the down.
I want to apologise, but I'm going to fast forward on them burps. Yeah, that's fine. Respect. Respect. Action. Hey. I'd just like to say that despite setting clear, clear rules, we did a VAR and went drastically wrong because we didn't even drink for the incorrect answers. <laughs> no, but when we said when free, when free comes in down your drink, I think it kind of collides with itself if you uh, didn't get free wrong because it would have been after the quiz anyway. It wouldn't be during. I was going to say, because be it's a bit of a, just wasted time. But, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, Kieran had plenty of time to be fair, but I did... I hold my hands up as the quiz master, you know, I can't remember what the guy's called that does the, the mastermind, but, you know, he'd have been disappointed in me for forgetting that wrong wrong. How big I mean, name? What's his name? He's, he's changed as well. It's John just... Snow. No, it's not John Snow, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no. It... Oh, I don't know. I think it is. I think it is John oh, Snow. He hosts the Channel 4 News. Yeah, yeah it's that same guy. He's, um, yeah. It's a, new, it's a new journalist. Anyway, yeah. all right, time for Kieran's quiz. <laughs> I mean, let's see how he feels. About yeah. this quiz. So, Kieran, what is your quiz kind of kind of based on? Just to just intro it to, to everyone. <laughs> is there any drinking parameters on this? Well, well it's it's your game. I won't do any downs, but if you get one wrong, Sweet. two fingers. Down. Two fingers. If you get one wrong, two fingers. Two fingers. Yeah, two fingers. What do you mean, two fingers? Like, two fingers worth. Oh. oh okay, uh, yeah, no, sorry, okay. we're not, I'm not from, I don't go to the uni of work, so I didn't understand that quite so, so oh, quickly. Behave. Behave. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, so to clarify, everyone that got really nervous there, don't turn off, it's just... No. <laughs> 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 right. So what are yeah, your questions kind of based on? Um, so, uh, I told I told Ollie a bit earlier. It, it's higher or lower. Higher or lower. Okay. Higher. Oh yes. god. And the topic um, is not your your usual appearances, goals, assists. It is stadium capacities. Oh no, no I'm not going to do this. <laughs> oh golly gosh, you know that's how I um, so, based off EFL slash Premier League knowledge, um, Nathan, oh, it's a cliffhanger. Yours is a... <laughs> yeah, no, well, this is the same thing kit numbers. I don't know this stuff. But I just know players' uh, names. Okay, well, that's right. a lot of a lot of fingers for you. <laughs> oh, um, I hope not. <laughs> so, anyway. who, who wants to go first? Nathan, go on, Ollie. Uh, I've already gone first once. Okay, I'll go first. I'll go first. Um, so, the capacity at Bournemouth's stadium mm-hmm. is... I'd just like to apologise for Kieran's Wi-Fi on behalf of Kieran. Um, <laughs> Thanks, mate. Just in case my apology <laughs> wouldn't get through. I'd, I'd, also, I'd also just like to state that it would be great if he could turn his light on. Noted. That's a bit of on-stage editing there. <laughs> Oh, here we go. The light in there, the quiz master here. Hmm. Now, actually, in second thoughts, could you turn it off? We can see your face a bit too much. Oy, oh. That was a bit mean, actually. Sorry. 
That's what I mean. Anyway, Kieran, so stadium capacity is higher or lower? We're starting yeah. off with Bournemouth Stadium. Can you again repeat to me what Bournemouth Stadium capacity is? Yes, I can. Uh, Bournemouth, according to a Wikipedia page, I know it's not the most reliable, but it, it was the easiest, though, to see everyone's. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure 11, they would. Yeah, 11,329. Mm-hmm. My question to you is, is the capacity at Kenilworth Road, which is Luton Town's Ooh. stadium, higher or lower? That's a really tough one. That's a very tough start. Cause, but if I had to think of two stadiums actually quite similar in how they are in kind of traditional stadiums. I'm going to go... <laughs> I'm going to go Luton's a bit higher. I'm going to take a risk. Is Luton's a bit higher, maybe at the 15,000 mark? You know, some, sometimes people say that risks pay off. Oh. I can inform you that yours has not. No, I do. Uh, <laughs> we'll get them two uh, fingers done. Yeah, you get that done. I mean, I can't really do it, but you just, you just take a swig, basically. Okay. Uh, so, Luton's capacity, again, according to this Wikipedia page, is 10,356. So, it's about 1,000 oh. less. My next question... You though, ten thousand three hundred fifty-six people. Does Bristol Rovers' stadium? Oh no, man! Hold more or less, or higher or lower for the for the namesake? I mean, I've been out of all the ones we've met. This is the one I've been to. I had a massive nosebleed throughout my, my trip there, because um, they've got a big standing section. This is the problem. They've got two standing sections at the Moorwood Stadium, so that might add to it. And I feel like you wouldn't have said two that are lower, but I know that might catch me out. This is this this and kit numbers and boots. I'm terrible with. I do not know a thing about. Um, I'm going to say hi. Why would you know anything about boots? I, I well, every time I go to with a football with a friend of mine, um, you all know as Muzzy, he, he he always knows what boots people are wearing. I have not a clue. That's what incredible. Fair play. Uh, anyway, I've gone higher, but I think it's wrong. Of this stadium is quite. The lag is adding it's quite bad. The, the <laughs> lag is making me... <laughs> this attention. It's all done on purpose. What you're seeing right <laughs> here, guys, is edited anticipation. Someone get this man an Ethernet cable. <laughs> if you're wondering what you're looking at, what you're watching is a podcast with high-quality hosting. And oh, what this is very good. Kieran's mugshot. Now, this has been on on occasions. <laughs> We're only on Zoom because of the COVID pandemic. Nope, this is the problem with this. <laughs> we can we, can, when we're all back together, can we please record a podcast in person? Yes, 100%. 100%. Please. Because but what, well, what, capacity, what capacity is the Memorial okay, Stadium? It was, just, it was all for the tension. Um, you said your experience of the Memorial Stadium is not the best. Um, I ended up in the emergency bit. Um, who's that for you? Is higher. Yes. There we go. Right. The two standing go. sections. The standing About 10 sections seconds after I said it, but we got it there. Yeah. There we go. Yes, yeah, so, um, that is 12,100 at Bristol Rovers. Mm-hmm. So your next one, um, right. another stadium that I know you've been to, that you've been to quite recently as well. No any, any guesses? No. no. St. James Park? No. Chesterfield. Is Chesterfield Stadium higher? Oh, no, because that's a big lower. stadium as well. Obviously, one-two football. We At the Memorial there. Stadium. 
Oh, there's a lot of seats in the Chesterfield Stadium. There is a lot of seats. But I'm going to just edge it lower because there's no standing section. You've got two in a row. Yes, there we go. The standing section offer a lot. The standing section offer a lot. You have to remember. It's the longest quiz we've ever seen in our lives. (laughs) (laughs) Against the R's before before the start of the pandemic. Two more stadiums to go. Come on, right. Chesterfield... So the next one, again, apologies if I'm inaccurate here. I was going off a Wikipedia page. I am aware of how unreliable that source is, but it was much simpler to do it that way because all of the stadiums and capacities were there. So Nathan... Wikipedia is unreliable? Yeah. You should have have gone there and counted. But anyway, let's go. But but here we are. It was a bit of a last-minute thing, I won't lie. Um, The question now, though, to you, Nathan, is... At Chesterfield Stadium, you can fit 10,378 people. Can you fit more, slash higher, or less, slash lower, in Adams Park, Wickham Wanderers Stadium? See, I think Wickham Wanderers Stadium is very small. So I'm going to say lower, but then I'm forgetting standing sections here. I might go if I'm going to say lower, but I'm not sure. You sure? I'm sure I'm lower. I'll go lower because Wickham small. It is lower. Yes, I just knew it. Wickham, Wickham is, are is, overachieving. Weeder and again, according to this, overachieving. Ten thousand on the dot. I, I like Wickham um, as a football club, but their stadium isn't big. So, so your fine. final final question. Uh, thinking this would go a bit different, <laughs> I have made this one somewhat easy. It's SJP. Well, it, it is SJP. <laughs> oh, it's St James Park Exeter Stadium is lower. 8,000 in that stadium. Any any guesses for exactly? I think it's like 8,900 or something like that. 8,700. It's 8,830. Ah, that's close. Not, not, close a terrible, not a terrible guess. Right, wait, not I, terrible got, guess. I kind of just thought of a few of them, but it's SJP. I mean, that was, that was a nice little one. Um, you bowled uh, it for me. I hid out the pocket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for someone who said they, they weren't too good at this, you did all right. You only got the first one wrong. I, I want to go to some of them grounds. You know, I've been Chesterfield, I've been yeah, Rivers, well. I've been Exeter. Get me to Adams Park. I want to see David Wood. Right, if mm. I have this, I'm really hoping it's going to be Exeter, Wembley, Exeter, Wembley. I can inform you, Ollie, it is not Exeter City, Wembley, Exeter oh. City, Wembley. Is it um, stadiums? It is stadiums, though. <laughs> stadiums with a slightly higher capacity because, no offence, I feel like you might know a little bit less than Nathan. In, in this subject, fountain of this yes, in this subject, I'll agree. I'd like to say overall, no. But I'd say... Ollie academically knows more than me when it comes to the beauty yeah. of the game. That's right. <laughs> Ollie academically wipes me on any quiz, so, but anything else. Are you ready? Yeah. Right. No. Nope. We'll kick you off. With Villa Park, right. which holds 42,573 people. So, my question to you higher or lower for Goodison Park? Higher, I reckon it's like 50 odd. And he's off to a flyer because that is wrong. No. <laughs> Why would you do that? Goodison Park holds 40,394. Can I just say, Everton, you screwed me there. Get better. 
Right. Well, they are going to be stadium. Everton are trying to move out of that stadium. That's how um, you know Wait, wait. You we're not basing this off the new stadium because that's what I was basing this <laughs> oh, off. Yeah. Park. That's not It's just ahead park. of it. You can see three years in the future. I can, actually. Yeah. Ollie, Ollie, get that down you quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the two fingers. But yeah, Goodison Park. Is it, is it, I mean, there's a little fun. I still like that was That was just something. not two fingers. <laughs> no, but I started giggling at the two fingers. That was, that was pinky fingers. Drink a bit. Come on. Come on, come on yeah, 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 yeah. Just down the group. All right, your next stadium. Well, Everton's, I'll, t- I'll tell you, was 40,394. Higher or lower to the big St. James's Park or St. James Park? I do get very confused between those two, I won't lie to you, but it is Newcastle United. I know that. Newcastle as a club are quite a big club. Newcastle as achieving much are not a big club. But remember, um, <laughs> does their stadium match their stature or their actual ability? I'm going to say it matches their stature. I'm going to say it's higher. It's definitely going to be at thirty-eight thousand now, isn't it? Just mm. below the bar. I'm pretty certain you're right. Right. You you have unfortunately lagged for me a bit there, so I, I will have to ask for your answer again. It's I said it's higher, but I think it's gonna be lower. It is higher. Yes. Twelve thousand higher. Twelve thousand higher. Because Liverpool Stadium used to be smaller than um, mm. St James Park. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. All right. Got one right. What was that, Nathan? Sorry? Don't worry, because I feel like that might be your next question. <laughs> 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 is it Anfield? Is the capacity at Anfield higher or lower? <laughs> well, it's going to be quite awkward if I get it wrong because I'm not going to lie, I kind of zoned out when he said that. But I'm pretty sure he said that Anfield, I'm pretty sure he said that St. James's Park is now higher. So I'm going to say that Anfield is lower. <laughs> yeah, it used to be keyword used to be higher. Used to be higher. It used to be higher. Yeah, yeah. It's now. It's now. It's now higher. Fifty-four thousand and seventy-four people. Oh, uh, so unfortunately, yeah, the, Mr. Barefoot won't like you. Worry, no, we like to make good. We like to make good uh, Spotify. Oh, I like to make good podcasts and uh, good television. So, you know, I definitely chucked through that television. one in the bin. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Come on, Ollie. Sure. I mean, off you go. Yeah, sure. Forgets the idea of this. Even though this whole thing is his. Well, I'll bring, you, I'll bring you back down a bit uh, because the next one I have um, is Ellen Road. Is that higher or lower than Anfield? Lower. I mean, when you it start to bring you back down a bit. Yeah, well, I based it off of the fact that you did say bring us down, so I'm gonna go lower. Yeah, if that probably. Not, if it's not poor choice of words, poor choice of words. If it's not, you've mugged me off. No, that's very right. It's about seventeen thousand less. Okay. Um, <laughs> two, two more left now. Um, so my next one to you is 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 a team across the country. I think from another team I've mentioned. Um, so I'm going to ask you: Is the capacity at the Stadium of Light, aka Sunderland, 
higher or lower I'm... than Elland Road, which which is 37,890, 8, 37, just so you know. Probably actually the biggest home away Exeter fan of all time, because he actually went to Sunderland on a Tuesday night to watch that game. I did. I travelled a hell of a long way. But no, it's fair, it was actually a closer game than I think many... 6-3, was wasn't it? 6-3 Sunderland. Sunderland. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, 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 it was one of the best live matches I've ever seen because Exeter actually held in there for quite a while. Oh, it, was a, it was a good game anyway. And to be fair to them, I can remember being... It was a fair few years back. I can remember being at that stadium thinking, you know what, this is quite a big stadium. Is it higher or lower than Ellen Road? They haven't moved since then, so I'm going to say higher, purely for the fact when I was there, I thought it was quite a big stadium. If it's lower, scratch this, and it was a really small stadium, but... <laughs> uh, I have to admit, I was not aware you attended that game. Um, but your observations have helped you here, because it is indeed higher. Yes. Uh, it's it's 49,000, the capacity. Yeah, it was. Uh, the I, I can remember sitting there and thinking, this is a very big stadium. For what big I'm stadium. Like. Big old stadium. Right. Your final one. I've lost anyway, but you know. Is the capacity of, of, of the home or the home of the European champions, Chelsea, Ooh. Ooh. higher or lower than the Stadium of Light? That's a tough one. You would think, logically, that Chelsea would have a bigger stadium. And I have no reason not to follow my logic because I've only got logic to go with. So I'm going to say it's higher. But this could be a very, very big trick question. But, you know, I'm going to go for it. You, what was stadium like? Say 40-odd. 40 49. 49,000. Got to think it's got to be higher. I'm going to say it's in the 60s, Chelsea. If not, they're disappointing. Two shells should leave. <laughs> You would think it's higher, to be fair, wouldn't you? But it's going to be lower, isn't it? No, it is higher, you're right. It's a roller coaster oh. ride! <laughs> no, I'm, I'm only joking. Very wrong. Very, very wrong. Oh, actually... it's lower. <laughs> is it lower? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's a roller coaster ride! <laughs> Stamford Bridge holds 41,841 people. Is that it? Yeah. It's I a like stadium. That, I yeah, like that. I like to say, to shell, leave. Giroud, you just signed the contract. Leave, all right? Everyone, leave. Nice and cosy at Stamford Bridge. I like that. You know, Sunderland, no success because the stadium's too big. Chelsea, nice small stadium, intimate settings. I mean, it explains it all really why they've got a Netflix or Amazon show. Bigger stadium than uh, than Chelsea. Sunderland, yeah, and they're also very funny to watch. Just exist. I mean, but moving from, from European champions, let's add, a, let's add the ship to that, the European championship. And then let's talk about the, the upcoming Ooh. European tournament. Ooh. I mean, that was good. The I European mean, upcoming like, European segue. Nathan loves his smooth uh, entrances. That's good. <laughs> so, uh, he's really going to... If only he was as smooth with the ladies as he was with the transitions. Oh, that, is oh, that was That's crazy. That's a low blow, That's pandemic. a last pour from you. Ollie, you, oh, know, oh. you know I've got to shut my mouth here, Ollie. You know I've got to shut my mouth here if I want to talk about oh. you. But... but said European this time last year. This, this time last year, who was, who was the one who was in command? I mean, you know, let's not let's not talk about it. This but time last year, we're not still in um, in COVID situation, so no one. Um... Right, anyway, there's only been one time we've got to prove it, and I was the one that performed the best. But anyway, let's move on from that European Championship. Obviously, the semi-finals and the finals 
are at Wembley. So it's kind of like a home tournament. There's a few games at Wembley. I mean, the disastrous idea that they're going to put it across Europe during COVID is, is absolutely, I mean, just ridiculous. You talk about disastrous ideas then. There's only one place to start off with. And the disastrous idea of my idea was the fact that we went with four right-backs to start with. We're now down to three, thanks to the fact that, uh, you know, not thanks to the fact, but it's stupidity from uh, Southgate in the first place. I mean, four right-backs wasn't going to cost us the Euros. No, 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 no. Four good players. It, was, it wasn't going to cost us, no. But was it a wrong decision in my mind? Yes. I mean, I only... I think it was a decision that makes you kind of go, eh, fair enough. I, I mean, can understand it. I can understand. There's people out there that go, you know what, Walker can play as a centre-back. You know, you have players that can play more forward, up more there. I understand that. But four right-backs is excessive, Okay. No matter what you say, it is excessive. So, Trent missing out, massive loss. Massive loss. He was included in my draft. It's a massive loss. The fact that we're only down to three now, and hopefully we can get a centre mid or, or you know, an attacker midfielder in now. Lingard, Ward, Prowse are the obvious two players to replace him. Big positive yeah. in my mind. And I like what Prowse, like what Prowse offers to the team, actually. A goal-scoring midfielder. He wasn't in my actual... When we did the thing, he wasn't in my original squad. Neither was Lingard. But I, I like, I kind of like what he offers is that goal scoring center. I love Jude Bellingham. Jude Bellingham is very good. But, and I actually, mm. if Henderson's not fit, and it's, it's, I read today that Maguire and Henderson both doubts of the Croatia game. If Henderson's not fit, Jude Bellingham has to start. He has to start because he's just so good at football. <laughs> Which is, I, I, I really like him, in, especially against a team like so Croatia. Jealous. He's 17. He's so... It's crazy. But I like what Woodpress offers in terms of that goal-scoring sentiment that's going to get into the box, you know, kind of drift in and, and pick up a few goals maybe from set pieces as well when, when we need one at that you, time. But I'm not... You say he has to start. Not only has he got to start because of his ability, but the fact that if you're looking at a team, you're thinking the midfield's got to be the most, you know, manned position to be in. England's midfield is like five players. Right, and if we're yeah. starting three in there, we have two on the bench. He's got to start because of the lack of players that we have in that team. I mean, if Henderson's fit, Henderson has to. Like, there's no doubt Henderson is England's best natural central midfielder for me. Never, and, and biggest leader as well. I know Harry Kane is the captain, but no, Henderson I, I is agree. is the biggest leader. But if you're looking at terms of pinpoint ability, especially if Henderson's not, I think, I think Henderson's under a footballer. But Belling, imagine Belling, what Bellingham's been like in five years if his path continues this way. I mean, it is crazy the yeah, football right. that we have on our hands with Jude Bellingham here. And so we've got to take advantage of this. And, and what a great experience to play at Wembley in that role, in that kind of box-to-box kind of, kind of role, just smooth with it. Um, I, I mean, yeah, he has to be a starter. But in terms of general competition, obviously, you look at France and, and the addition of Karim Benzema back into the team. My God, that might be the scariest team in the year was that France team. It's crazy. I mean, they won the World Cup, so you would think going into this, you know, that it's not many years later they're going to be going in with a very similar team. Um, with the addition of Benzema now, the addition it, of Benzema. Yeah. Benzema, it surprised me that he hadn't been involved more, you know. He was, black, he, was in a, he was in a big scandal, basically, with uh, blackmailing a player. It was very... But, yeah, I, I can remember that coming out, but still, without Benzema, it's a quality team. With Benzema, it's an even better team than it was, was before, but... I saw a team, I saw something earlier which was like, would you rather have Portugal's, England's, or, or France's lineup? They're all very good lineups in the attacking front. This France is insane with the quality that they have in that team. Uh, for me, they're front runners by a mile. I think they will win it. Um, 
I think they'll get the World Cup. I think they'll get this. I think they'll get the World Cup as well. You know, next I think it's going to be a Spain-like era of dominance of France. You know, when Spain won it, won yeah, three, won the three major competitions in it, the world. It's it's changed. No one can deny France's quality. France is Man City in the Premier League. That squad depth, that squad of ability, is incredible. Um, and if they don't win, I will be surprised. Yeah. Uh, it would be a massive down letdown for their supporters because. Come on. England, I won't lie to you, has got the best squad that I've seen in a long time. Um, yeah. I don't think England are much better than a lot of other teams, though. No, like, no, if no, that no. makes sense. But in, terms of, in terms of going into the competition, you know, I used to look at the squad and I do think they're strong players, but not necessarily a strong squad. I now look at it and I think, no, it's quite a strong squad, to be fair to us. We have a good competitive side. And I would be I would be very disappointed if we didn't even if we if we don't get past the quarter if we don't get to the quarterfinals I'll be disappointed. I think you know a semi-finals would be a good step to get for for England. Yeah. France though, incredible. They have France to have to win. They have and to Kieran, win. Belgium. Belgium always creep up on you as a team that should win it, but they never really do. Uh, what do you rate their kind of chances of, of getting this one? It's weird, isn't it? Because the two arguably match winners or biggest players in De Bruyne and Hazard, you know it. De Bruyne's probably trying to get as fit as he can before it after his injury in Chelsea. And I can just tell from your faces that my Wi-Fi is on yeah, the road. Yeah, it's, it's gone clear here. It's gone. It's uh, fine. Now. <laughs> it was kind of hence why I was pretty silent for that, and I was just going, yeah, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, Hazard's not had a great season at Real Madrid. He, he's he's one that they want to move on um, from their club. I don't know Probably if they're not even picking. I agree, Kieran. That is a very good point. Yeah, I think Kieran's yeah, made like, a really good point. You got didn't hear it, but yeah, but the thing is, with, really great. With, with Belgium. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Belgium did look like such. Well, they were a very good, strong team. But their depth isn't necessarily there. You know, they take a couple injuries and it, it does drastically fall short of the Belgian team that we know and we have become used to in recent years. De Bruyne, is he ruled out of so many games? I mean, I, I think he, he might make it. I was going to say, it, it didn't look like the best of, you know, situations. I mean, he was a face injury, so he probably uh, won't mask. With Belgium, you do, you do lose certain players, you do lose it. Lukaku is going to be a massive, massive, um, you know, Thing for them, if he does get injured or pick up an injury, it's going to be a huge, huge loss for them. But yeah, th- it, I think this honestly could be one of the closest, or not closest, but one of the best international competitions that we've seen in a while. Because the quality of players that are going to be on show and the quality of young players, I want to say, is going to be phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal. Can't say my words. Thank you. Can I just say, while my Wi-Fi is really good, I can't wait for. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited! So I'll leave you with this question. God, oh, it! <laughs> Quoted there. Wi-Fi is really good. Wait. What's the question, Kieran? Come on. Just wait. Um, who is your dark horse to get really far in the Euros? Turkey. Turkey. I I Reasons. like the team. Turkey have a fantastic team. Barak Yilmaz has just won Lil the league untitled. Okay, you custody with West Brom, absolutely fantastic. Kaglaso Unchu is one of the best centre-backs in the Premier League. I think their general team is actually quite good. And I believe, I might be wrong here, but they've got some good results against France in qualifying for this. So they are, they are genuinely a good team. They're fine to play. I was watching a video, to be honest, Tifo Football. If you know about Tifo Football, you know that tactical kind of insight on it. They're, they're, they're comfortable parking the bus, but they're also comfortable playing on the break and pressuring you. 
I think that's a really hard game. Kind of similar to how Croatia were in the, the World Cup. I think we're going to see similarities with Turkey. But also Italy, which is the first game of Turkey beat Italy. is a crazy game. Italy have got some of the best central midfielders in the world right now. Like Nico, Nicolo Barella, you know, and I forgot all the other ones. But Oh, Locatelli. Manuel Locatelli. <laughs> Juventus is number one target. You know, some of the, some of the biggest players, some of the best performing players yeah. on form. Maybe not reputation. Italy looking good. They've only lost twice since Mancini's arrival, I think, in 2018. I want to say, and they're looking strong as well. So, I mean, that group I'm really looking forward to seeing. But aside from that, I mean, Ollie, what are you thinking for the Dark Horse? I've minded Italy or Turkey. I mean, you know, I mean, personally, I don't think Dark Horses are going to have much uh, room to reign in this tournament. I think there's such quality teams in it. But the only team I was going to touch upon, I was going to say Italy. They were disappointing in the previous international tournaments. No they didn't qualify, did they, for the last one? You what? They didn't qualify for the World exactly. Cup, did they? They were disappointing. They didn't even <laughs> it. But I have to agree. I feel like the even at the time, I was surprised they missed out. They have a good squad, all right? They're not going to win it, in my opinion. I don't, they, have the, they don't have the squad to win it. But they definitely had a squad back then to even qualify. I do think they're going to, you know, make up for their mistakes back then. And I think they're going to do better than um, they have done previously. But like I said, I think there's such good teams in this tournament that... I don't think we're going to have that sort of, you know, that sort of small team doing very well. There's so many good teams in this tournament now that they're not going to have the time to shine. And that can be disappointing in one way, but in the other way, it's just going to make for such an exciting show. And as an England fan, I don't think we're going to win it, but I'm excited for our chances, depending on what Southgate chooses. But I really, I think the beauty of international football is we can talk about how there's going to be no dark horses, but there really could be. I mean, who was saying Wales were going to get to the semi-finals of the Euros? I mean, with how Robson Carnu leading the line. I mean, that is crazy. That's the beauty of international football. It, anything can happen, and there's just about enough quality in a lot of the teams that mean that, Look at- that anything. Okay, so. <laughs> Look at who was knocked out in the group stage of the World Cup. Yeah. Or, or the finals, you know, you had your Germany's going out. I mean, look at yeah. who played in the, I mean, in the quarterfinals. You played Sweden. You know, I you... mean, Germany's another one. Sorry to interrupt, but Joachim leaving. They want to celebrate that whole time he was there. They're going to play their hearts out. They want to impress the new manager, Hansi Flick, who, by the way, is one of the best managers in the world right now. They're getting Hansi Flick, who just won four titles with, with Bayern Munich. Four, he won the Champions League, the Bundesliga twice. I mean, this is not a bad manager. Normally, with international football, you associate kind of the lower level managers because they don't want to give up that kind of club responsibility. So you don't tend to get the biggest names. That's why the England job is so hard because you're never going to attract the biggest names because the, the workload is less. So you get the types like Gareth Southgate. Belgium have Roberto Martinez, who I'll quite never quite get my head around as being a great manager. But Hansi Flick is genuinely a fantastic manager. So Germany, I mean, maybe not for this tournament, but Germany soon are going to be a real team to watch because that's in a great appointment. You want to talk about underdogs? I think my quiz could be one of the best ones yet, and that's the underdog right there. So, third final quiz, right, of the first hour oh, of football. Let's get into it. Okay. All right, so the final quiz, all right, it's been coming and it is finally here. Here we are. Oh, it's, it's been a long wait. <laughs> for us <laughs> so this time just so you can clarify I'm not trying to be fancy it's not it's not if you can see right now I understand people on Spotify right now that you're not going to really see the visual so I will read out the clubs that it's for it's naming a player based on the clubs they were at Wikipedia style we've already said we understand Wikipedia isn't always all that but 
this is it. So we're going to get into it. The first one, okay? And how does it work in terms of answering? In, in terms of answering, if you get it wrong, you sit. In terms of but answering, who, who is it like? Yeah, yeah, in terms of answering that's a question, I would like you to put your hand up if you understand and you know what it is, okay? If okay. you both put your hand up, I would like you to message me individually, all right? And then I'll read out who said what, okay? We all understand, yep? Yeah? yeah, I understand. But I was just not sure about Kira's situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, nice. All right, there's some hefty movement. Okay, here it is. So message you want, message you on like Snapchat or something. Message me however you bloody want. Just message okay. me. If that's if we're even though, if I put my hand up way before Nathan, I guess. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Me, me, me. I didn't. I did not even see. Okay. That. Whoa, 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 whoa. We'll give Kieran a little bit of time just in case you do get the wrong answer. But I know the answer. Does Kieran have any idea? Just so those listening, we have. All right, I'm gonna say the name of the team. The team name's wrong. So if I do, just say it, please, out loud. Yeah, I, I know. I know the answer. Okay, we have. I know the answer. We have Rene. Is it wrong? Ren. Ren. We have Ren B. Ren. We have Monaco. Frozen. We have Chelsea. We have Milan. We have Monaco on loan again, and then we have Napoli on loan. Okay. So Nathan was the first. Nathan, what team? Is this is this Bakayoko? Yeah, not team. Don't know. I said team player. Tiamio Bakioga. I don't think that's his name. Who are you gonna say? I would have said Bakioka. I think he's he's set to move to another um, Italian club. He's getting passed around a bit. I hope it's right. It is. Yes, it is indeed. You have got it right. I, my plays are a bit all over the place. I won't lie. There are some some uh, random people in there. But yeah, you are correct. One, so, uh, Kieran, please drink, because you were the loser of this round. I'm not going to lie. I think my Wi-Fi may stiff me here. That's just the name of the game. You know, it's all about who has the best Wi-Fi. You know, it's all about who has the best coaching team in a one-on-one in boxing MMA. So, you know, it is what it is. Okay, here we are. We have Manchester City from 2005 to 2015. Florentina from 2014 to 2015. Beep, beep, beep. Nathan's hand right up there. Mika Richards. Mika Richards. We were going to wait to see if Kieran has... Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, I don't think I'd have got that. Nathan has taken an absolute storm in here. Kieran, do drink. It is Richards. It is the Sky Sports pundit himself. Everyone's favourite pundit, Mika Richards. His laugh, man. I won't lie, he was added in there because he always sticks in my head now because of him be, uh, being a pundit. And he is always quite funny. Um, if so you ever see him and Jamie Carragher do the Champions League stuff, I mean, I don't, I don't know what channel it is and what, what nation it's on in, but it always the clips from it are always funny. Uh, I love Mika Richards. That, from, from, a, from a fairly okay footballer to a brilliant pundit. Fair play to him. All right, moving on to the next one. Kieran, you got some... Uh, some yeah, yeah, all right, mate. We have Ajax from 2003 to 2009, 97 appearances. We have a random team. I can't even pronounce it. RKC Walwich from 2003 to 2005. Can I just say lethal here? 12 goals in 33 games. One goal every other three games, basically. We see you. We see you, my friend. We'll get to you. Arsenal 2009-2014, Barcelona 
Roma, 16-17 on loan, and then Bissell Cove, 2019 onwards. All right. Japan. I, I will not lie to you. I, I'm pretty confident I've got this. I don't know it, so you've got to appreciate it. Those middle three, I'm pretty confident this player's played for all, the, all those three in this order. Um, I think it's Thomas Vermarlin. That's a fact, yeah. No, you're right, yeah. No. Now, yeah. you go with Thomas Vermarlin. It is indeed Thomas Vermarlin. Yeah, and that's a great a shout. Player, well done, Kieran. A player that, can we just go back? Look at the team he's in, and I'm pretty sure he's still called up to the Euros. Yeah, I mean, experienced head. He's he, done a job he, for Belgium, to be fair. He's he playing has, in Japan. He has he's done a job, but I feel like that does shine a light on the lack of depth and the lack of quality coming through in their defensive area. Good link. Maybe, Good link. maybe, he's, a bit, maybe he's a bit Eric Dyer, you know, death of vibes. But it is what it is. But can I just say, I was astounded. 12 goals in 33 games for a centre-back, for a defender. Yeah. He's a goal scorer. That is, on free a, kick? that is a lethal return. All right, okay. Can he pull it back to oh, two Yeah, that, that's one of them that you don't, it doesn't seem obvious until you see it, like who it is. And I'm like, oh, yeah. of course. Moving on. Oh, Manchester United from 2008 <laughs> to 2014. 1930. To Sampdoria, to QPR. Oh. Oh, Nathan straight up. But Wait, we won't, we'll I... get to you in a moment. We'll get to you in a moment. Kieran, is your hand up at close second? I think knows who it is. I got it. Okay. Doncaster Rovers, Birmingham City, permanently at Cardiff, permanently also latest at uh, Panamthi. I'm thinking last minute winners. I'm thinking Bison. Oh, you little... Because I know who it is. <laughs> you little what, Kieran? What was that going to be? That's the Silence. Nathan, we'll go for your answer first, please. Federico Makeda. It is indeed. Yeah, and the legend yes, who was meant on. to be the next B and Endel, who ended up being the end of very quickly. I thought to take a drink after losing, so that was for that. Kieran, was that your yeah. answer as well? It's, I got it as soon as Nathan went. Oh, I know, and I was like, "You!" <laughs> <laughs> I saw he scores and goals. I was like, "Oh, yeah, clicked." Has Federico Makeda. I think I used that one. We, we used to do Zoom quizzes before. I think I've used Federico Makeda. You may have done. You may have done. I think it's the last one now. Is this the fourth one, Bean? I think it was. Yeah. No, there's one. one. Like, there's five in total. This player. Me. Well, hold um. on. <laughs> Arsenal, 2005-2014. 108 appearances and only 24 goals. Birmingham City, Sunderland, Juventus, <laughs> Wolfsburg permanently, Nottingham Forest, and then it goes all the way down to Copenhagen as his uh, last team that he was at. All right, I just, want to, I just want to go in. Are you both very confident? Oh, I know who it is. I, I'd like to think I'm confident. Okay, I can very you, much know can who I this just is. Have, can I just have, when I say go, I want you to name the position that this player plays in. Striker. I'm oh, sorry. Didn't say go. But <laughs> Can I say the nationality then? Go on then. I believe he's Danish. I would just like to say he is a striker and 70 goals in 296 games is a very poor return for a striker. But Marley, yeah, if you look at it individually, it's not too bad. But Marley, give him a run for his money. Um, <laughs> Nathan, who is it? It's the man who recently announced his retirement from football. The Lord, the Lord himself, Nicholas Bentman. It is indeed. It is yeah, indeed. I knew it as soon as I saw it. There was only there was only one I didn't know in terms of like speed. Nathan is just quicker. 
I just ate, I, yeah, maybe I can just it, A it, to B a bit quicker. I will be honest, it was not the hardest of all uh, quizzes, but I felt, you know, drunk football, we've all had a bit to drink. I'll we make it a bit, a bit simpler. You know, you guys can maybe take a, a note out of my own book here with making quizzes a bit yeah, maybe, maybe when I, I'll do the wiki ones next. I will be a about 10 20 minutes trying to figure out who it is. But, um, We're going to get some stinkers. It is what it is. But yeah, well, that, that wraps up, you know, the first ever drunk football. I think we um, held our liquor better than any men expected. You know, in Roundup, we've discussed that Conte may not be the man for Tottenham, that Kane definitely needs to move on for Tottenham to reshape, and that four right-backs for England may have been a step too far. But overall, Turkey might win the Euro. But and Turkey, but over <laughs> what we have discussed is and found out that I am crap at quizzes. Um, so, <laughs> oh, oh, and actually, what we found out even more so is is that Kira needs better Wi-Fi. Oh, man. Um, that that wraps up um, the first ever drunk football. Hope you enjoyed it. It has been longer than we anticipated, but you know we had so much fun. Why not? See you next time.